0: The next category, 120 to 145, brown rice, beans, pintos, yam, sweet potatoes, sorbet ice cream. Okay, am I saying you should never eat these foods? What do they have in common? Brown rice, beans, pintos, yam, sweet potato, and sorbet ice cream. What do they all have in common in this caloric uh, density uh, category? Gluten is one of the highest uh, search terms on the internet. And gluten is the protein usually found in wheat or barley or certain other grains, uh, even in oats. Steel-cut steel oats, I'm told, does not have gluten. Uh, and uh, deactivated deactiv- uh, barley uh, is a process the Roman Empire used to clear out the gluten which is the protein part that tends to cause allergies in many people. If you have a gluten sensitivity, and some do, uh, that sensitivity could manifest in um, inflammation, cause joint pain. It could cause uh, some fluid retention, some weight gain. It could cause some schizophrenia and emotional disorders. Um, Some people have sleep, sleep apnea. Uh, The best thing to do is to go on a gluten-free diet and or test for it. Uh, We can do a test for about $200 and send it off for an IgG reaction and if you're uh, sensitive to or compatible to gluten, the test will show it. But the best test is to see if you just go on rice and activated barley and steel cut oats and things without including the gluten and see if something improves in your health. I went off gluten for exactly that reason after I'd already been off dairy product and I noticed some considerable improvements in my health. So instead of eating wheat pasta, I'll eat rice pasta. Uh, If I go to restaurants like uh, Vietnamese restaurants, they have rice noodles instead of like udon wheat noodles. Uh, I just think it's a smart thing to do. And the reason we believe is that wheat is a bastardized grain. According to some of the Russian doctors and scientists, it was um, produced... Uh, and through a hybrid they mix certain seeds of wheat so it would grow rapidly to feed large numbers of people and it changed the chromosomes of that wheat. Furthermore, with current use of GMO, genetically modified organisms, these radiation byproducts cause further alterations to wheat. So for those very reasons, with the exception of an ancient grain, a type of wheat that doesn't have the genetic alteration, that one does not seem to cause as much or much of any allergic reaction and it's much lower in gluten naturally than the bastardized wheat grain that we all eat in bread today. So... you mean spelt or...? Is- spelt is an ancient grain and uh, amaranth, uh, amaranth, amaranth is an ancient grain but it still has gluten so some people may tolerate it and some may not. I've been told that by sprouting the wheat, it will reduce the gluten considerably. So when you eat wheat sprouts, it's different than consuming ground up wheat grain into a bread. So I do use wheat grass and I don't seem to notice much of any problem. So taking live raw and you know uh, grain and, and growing it uh, removes much if not most of the gluten to my understanding. Uh, I, I will tell you this, that if, you, if the question is about uh, about IQ. Um, if it does across the board keep in mind that the reason that gluten or dairy product or soy or corn causes any kind of a disturbance in the body is that if your body's not compatible with that particular protein when you chew it and consume it and it goes into your intestinal tract it will remain a large unmetabolized uh, that is undigested protein and the gut particularly if there's a leaky gut problem but it will allow these protein molecules into the general uh, system of the body and your white blood cells will perceive it as an invader and it will actually release a high amount of inflammatory white cells in fact breaking apart some of the eosinophils and some of the granulocytes to not get overly complex some of these white blood cells which they contain these very powerful digestive enzymes and they come in contact with this protein that they're not compatible and they take on an anti-immune complex and they attach to it but then they break apart because they can't digest it and it releases these very powerful digestive enzymes into the general circulation so that would cause some massive disruption it could cause uh, someone to feel confused and dazed it could cause a person to probably drop IQ, and it could cause, in the case of Carl Perfer's uh, uh, respondents, Dr. Carl uh, uh, Pfeiffer, he pointed out that uh, the removal of dairy product and wheat helped to alleviate many symptoms of paranoia, schizophrenia, and other emotional depression and associated uh, chemical imbalances related to uh, delayed food allergies. So I take delayed food allergies very seriously. We do a test where we can measure from a blood draw 184 different foods for about two hundred dollars and show you what your body's compatible with, what's safe to consume, and what you're highly allergic to. And then you can just create a chart and then follow that chart. and You'll probably see some improvements in your health. I've done that test recently on my uh, three-and-a-half-year-old I've done it for most of my children, most of my clients in the Delgado Coaching Club program usually eventually have the test done. We used to have a test done by three other labs that ran between $500 and $2,700 but when we were able to locate this lab that does just as good of work for $200, I think it makes it well worth doing the test and not even worried about whether insurance covers it or not. If you try and bill insurance, then they charge double anyway. So for 200 bucks, you can find out pretty well. And I did this, I sent off, and my colleague doctors, uh, Jerry Karchanel, uh, chose other labs that were charging $500 to $1,000 and $2,700 and we did split samples where we drew the blood on the same day and sent it to the four different laboratories and we got the results back, compiled the information, and we were able to see the things that you were highly allergic to usually showed up on every one of the laboratory tests. And the ones you weren't allergic to usually showed up that to be the case. There were some outlying, you know, foods that didn't show up. One said you were allergic to, one said you weren't we're not and so we we created a graph Then said these foods all the labs said you're never allergic to these foods said you're rarely allergic to these you're never allergic to and these said sometimes you're allergic to and the others said you weren't so you don't have to go to that degree I just did it as a scientist because I wanted to know for my clients you know do you really have to do the two thousand seven hundred dollar test or can you do the two hundred dollar test and get good results and the answer is yes you can do the two hundred dollar test and get pretty good results and then map that up with de- detective work, meaning you know, what the test results show, you go off the foods you're allergic to and eat only principally the foods you're not allergic to and then do that for about three months and then gradually reintroduce the foods you're told you're allergic to and see what reactions occur. And that's the best way to determine you know, uh, what, what your personal profile for food compatibility is. <coughs> okay, we'll, we'll have time for more questions. Let, let's just get back in the lecture and then I'll, I'll, I'll have time again for another break. So, let's say, how many here want to reduce between 5 and 50 pounds of body fat in the next year or two? Let me see a show of hands. Okay. You need to learn the law of food density. The law of food density takes into account... To some degree, fiber and caloric density based on the bomb calorimeter, but in, in, to an extent, it doesn't even take that into account. These are actual calories based on the bomb calorimeter. So, in other words, it's even better than what I'm going to show you. So, in the first line there, per 100 grams, which is about three and a half ounces, the following foods you should eat as often as humanly possible and fill your stomach up. So when your stomach sends a signal to your brain that you're full and satisfied, it will help you to reduce weight even if you eat a lot of these foods, even ignoring monkeys. Because remember, the monkeys were avoiding the fibrous vegetables. They were eating the sweet potatoes and the higher caloric bananas and the higher caloric uh, human food before they were eating the vegetables. Had they eat only the vegetables, they would have never gotten fat, even overeating. Let's be clear about that and here's the foods you can eat all the time, as often as you want, so long as you prepare them properly. You ready? This is a partial list, but there are other foods that will fall into this category. But starting with the category of 20 to 40 calories per cup, vegetables of the following, mushrooms, cucumbers, eggplant, lettuce, peppers, spinach, tomato, celery, squash, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, and carrots. Okay, I ask you, what do all these vegetables have in common? high concentrations of water when you bite into cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, even eggplant, squash. Some of them don't seem to have as much water but chew on them long enough the water you'll notice will come out, right? They also have a reasonable amount of fiber. Not particularly the highest fiber of any food around because the highest fiber foods come from grains and fiber um, fiber nutrients that we use in the Slim Blend. We'll talk about that in a minute. Look at the next calories uh, category. Between 20 and 60 calories. How many people have ever told you that fruit is fattening? How many, have been t- how many here have been told that sugar is fattening? They're liars. They're deceived. They have no clue about the science of weight loss. Let's be very clear. If you eat watermelon every day, apples, and cantaloupe, what does apples, watermelon, and cantaloupe have in common? Hello? Water has zero calories. If you ate the whole freaking watermelon, you'd barely get, what is there about, let's say there's 20 cups in the whole watermelon of food, so you barely got 400 calories, you'd starve on 400 calories. Watermelon is phenomenal for cutting fat not for losing water or emptying the digestive tract not for deception if you're into deception go be deceived enjoy deception personally I don't like deception personally I want results so your best friend are those first two categories now now we jump into a category that you do need to do a little bit of moderation 60 to 100, 120 calories tubers which includes Yam, sweet potatoes, etc, mangoes, bananas, persimmons, potatoes, leeks, corn, lentils, peas, rice cakes, puff cereals, soups depending on how they're pre- prepared, but I'm mainly saying vegetable soups, uh, salads without the oil added, and vegetable casseroles. Why would I say there'd be somewhat of a limit? What if you were to eat 20 cups of something that averaged 120 calories? So what's 20 times 120? It's, uh, what is that, 2,400 calories? So you're not going to lose too much weight if your average person of a certain stature needs between 2,400 and 2,900 calories because your body burns two calories per minute. So what's two calories per minute in a 24-hour period? Two calories times 60 minutes, 120 calories times 24. Anyone have a a calculator? It's around 2,900 calories. So your human body will burn about that much if you just did nothing but sit at home and watch television and sleep but you want to take in a little less than that to lose the weight, right? Because you took all these years to gain the fat, and if you don't do what I'm about to tell you, you'll continue to gain weight because I know, because I see people 15 and 20 years later, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I see people who resisted what I was teaching and never attended this class, and they fell into deception and they bragged to me, oh, I could eat fish, chicken, turkey all day long and lose weight. I said, yeah, I know you can. And I didn't take the time because every time I explained to them, they didn't get it because they're into deception. They want fast results. That very same doctor told me that his friend, who was his coach, died from protein foods and diuretics. And yet, he continues to tell me it's good to eat eggs and fish and chicken and turkey. Delgado, you're wrong. You don't need to eat just vegetables, fruits, soups, and salads without eating the meats. But his own mentor died at age 30-something. I almost died from those little white pills they gave me when I was 12, 13 years old trying to lose weight, which I now realize were probably diuretics and amphetamine and speed. I felt a little bit high, and I did faint. I'm lucky I survived. But my coach wanted me to make the team. The next category, 120 to 145, brown rice, beans, pintos, yams, sweet potatoes, sorbet ice cream. Okay, am I saying you should never eat these foods? What do they have in common? Brown rice, beans, pintos, yams, sweet potato, and sorbet ice cream. What do they all have in common in this caloric uh, density uh, category? Fiber? They all have fiber. Do do they have much water content, most of those foods? You need to add water to, to make those foods. Yeah, there's not too much water inherently in those foods, right? So they're calorically a little more dense. You can eat them. But put a limit, a couple, a cup or two a day. Don't don't go and eat ad lib and eat 10 or, you know, 15 cups worth. I mean, a whole plate of of yams, a whole plate of brown rice, a whole plate of beans and rice. I'm Latin. I mean, I, I love eating a whole plate of beans and rice. But I'm not going to lose much weight if I eat a whole plate of bean and ri- beans and rice every day. Am I going to be healthy if it's brown rice and, and black beans or pinto beans and made without oil? I'll be healthy. I'll have all that fiber scrubbing out all the toxins out of my body, body, but I won't lose weight. So, I'll eat some, a cup or two, but I'm going to defer to eating the first two or three categories before I eat much of the rice and beans, does that make sense? The next category, 167 calories and no up to 600 calories. Raisins, dates, olives, avocados, nuts, seeds, chestnuts, coconut, almond, and vegetable sushi. <laughs> That's in the, the 200 calorie range. What do they all have in common? Uh, um, high caloric content. High fat content. Is there fiber in these foods? Yeah. Is there fiber in walnuts? Is there fiber in almonds? Oh, yeah. So they're healthy food, they're healthy fats, but because of their caloric density, you don't want to eat a lot of them, eat a handful. Sparingly, while you're wanting to drop body fat. Right? How many avocados would you consume in a day? Well, listen, a a medium-sized avocado would have somewhere close to 600 calories. So if you ate three avocados and you're trying to drop weight and you ate three avocados, quick math tells me, you know, three times six is uh, what, 1,800, is that right? 1,800 calories? calories, Not a smart thing to do if you're trying to keep your triglycerides down and keep your body weight down. Would I have a quarter of an avocado or a half avocado? Sure, because I like them. And you need a little essential fats. But more than that, doesn't make sense, not on a daily basis. And the only reason you're doing is because you haven't grown a clear understanding of how to prepare the other foods on the list that are between 20 and 100 calories with a reasonable flavor, so you need my new cookbook. Much of which has raw foods and, and tasty natural foods. So now let's look at this category that most diet experts tell you to eat, right? Let's look at this. 100 to 200 calories. Fish, lobster, scallop, shrimp. And the next uh, category, 200 to 350 calories, salmon, chicken, turkey, eggs, and milk. What do all these foods have in common? What are they lacking? Every one of these foods lacks what? Not one of these foods has even one shred of fiber. But I've had people say, but I take a knife, and when I cut that fish, I see the fibers in the fish. Oh, they say that. I'm getting fiber, aren't I? That means every single bite of that chicken, that fibrous chicken that looks fibrous, every ounce of it is calories, density, and will contribute to your body fat and your demise. Will you eat it occasionally? Sure, occasionally. How often? It's up to you. I found if it's more than once or twice a week, and you genetically have a tendency to gain weight, and you genetically are at risk for high cholesterol, and you've had a history of a stroke, and high blood pressure, and have been on blood pressure medications, and have been obese at some time in your life, hello, try about maybe once or twice a week, and if I do it more than that, I'm cheating. And there's no excuse and no reason, except it was in a, like I was at dim, Dim Sum, Uh, restaurant up the street and I had this big salad and I forgot to say, the first time I remember, the second time I forgot, it had chicken in it. I'm like, it tasted great, there was no oil in it, it was a very tasty salad, but it had chicken in it. Did I eat it? I did. To all those vegans who get upset, I'm not vegan because of spiritual reasons, although I bless you and I applaud you for being spiritual and not wanting to harm animals and wherever you get from the Bible and in agreement, I'm just saying that if I occasionally eat chicken, I'm not going to die. If I ate it every day, would I gain weight? Would my cholesterol go up? Would I start regressing back to my old habits? Sure. I don't know about you, but have you ever taken a piece of chicken and cut it raw and chewed on it? Did you really like the taste of it, or was it like KFC, and it had every spice known to man, and it was grilled and fried, and you took a bite on it and said, yeah, now that's chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken, my southern friends, right? Oh, but I didn't do the skin. I took the skin off, and I, I baked it. Really, you baked it? Yeah. Uh, last I saw, chickens are raised pretty fatty, and you've got to pull that globs of fat out from under its meat. press process was developed in the history of, of mankind. If, if, if some of you believe, how many believe the human body is older than 3 million years old? How many believe the, the, the human body started at, at uh, the inception of God and is, what does that make it, uh, 3,000 years old? 7,000 7, years old. Whatever you believe, 7,000 or 3 million. Do you really think that the human body changed in only 7,000 years? That you actually could, in the cold press process, which was developed in 1925, that that, all it did was remove the risk of rancidity and it removed heating of the oil, but it squeezed every drop. So it's like taking 14 corns of, uh, ears of corn and getting a tablespoon of corn oil. Most of you here have had a tablespoon of corn oil in your recipes, but how many here could eat 14 ears of corn at one sitting? It's about density. You could but would you do it routinely and would you, by the way, get overweight from 14 ears of corn? An average year of corn, maybe, if that's all you ate, an average year of corn is what, 70 calories? Let's put it at 100 if it doesn't have butter on it. Let's even say, so, so you had 14, that's 1400 calories. But that tablespoon of corn oil, That's a lot of fat. Ty, can you find the oil from the refrigerator? It is in there, trust me. And grab a little container of sugar from the cupboard. Okay. I'm not telling you that you should never have a teaspoon of oil. I'm not telling you you should not ever have a tablet of omega fatty acid in a capsule. I'm telling you, you need to stop using oil thinking it's so good for you in massive amounts and get your essential fatty acids so you're not fat depleted because linoleic and linoleic linoleic acid is from whole natural foods and oils deplete your essential fatty acids. If you don't believe me look up the, the medical literature on that. Every time you're adding these oils thinking you're helping your body those are not the way the body was designed to absorb fat. Your body was designed to absorb fat from soaked nuts and seeds avocado, vegetables of various types and derive the fat from the whole food and get the essential acids in the correct ratio of omega-3, 6, and 9. It was never intended to take large gobs of oil. And I consider anything more than a teaspoon a large amount of oil. A tablespoon is 14 grams of fat. In the entire day, I average between 15, maybe 10, and up to 20 grams of fat out of all the foods that I eat. So why would I add two tablespoons of oil when all it takes is .01% fat to get essential fatty acids met? I would say safely in eating nuts and seeds soaked and avocado and olives and whole fresh fruits and vegetables, even if you're between 20 and 40 grams of fat a day, trust me, you're going to get all your essential fatty acids met for all your brain needs, all your hormone needs and every essential need you've ever had. Do not add processed oils to it. There's no need to. If you do, you're taking the most concentrated calorie substance, especially if you're trying to drop 5 or 10 pounds of fat or 50. Make sense? I love it. Certified extra virgin olive oil. Cold pressed and unrefined, fresh from the press. Take, take every oil on the market. I don't care if it's, name some bad fats you've been told. What, what are some bad oils? Palm oil, I don't know. some. Huh? Seed, seed oil, seed oil okay, cotton seed oil, right? rapeseed oil, I don't know, there's all kinds of oils out there. Oil, you name it, there's oil. Every one of them has 14 grams of fat per, uh, per uh, tablespoon. Really? So this is no lower in, lower in calorie and lower in fat than any other oil on the market. Was it a little deceptive where it said, oh, and some of them will actually say extra light, and if you read the spelling of light, it's light in color. So, I'd like you to line up and I'm going to give you a tablespoon. You remember giving cod liver oil, tablespoon of cod liver oil? I'm going to have you have the equivalent of what the American Heart Association and the Diabetic Association allows which is a quarter cup of oil a day and I'm going to have you drink a quarter cup of oil like I did on how to become diabetic in six hours and see if you enjoy it. Would you like the taste of that? Anyone want to watch me guzzle this down? I'm not going to do it. I did it on the video. It was horrible. tastes horrible. Yeah? Isn't there a difference in the way your body metabolizes the though and breaks it down? How? I don't know. Zero. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse. If you take oil in nuts and seeds and it breaks down at a very slow rate because of the fiber, the body can handle it. If you take oil like this, concentrated, it goes right from the sub- subclavian vein direct into the general circulation. It coats all the millions of red blood cells in your body. All right, you're you're asking for it. Come on up. Come on up. I'm not going to have you drink it. I'm going to have you do something else. Come on up. Come on. Come on. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Where's the sugar or salt? I do push-ups. <laughs> okay. Shake hands. Okay. <laughs> Tell me your name. Herb. 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 Okay. Do you mind if I put some oil in your hand? Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so would you say that's a little over a tablespoon of oil? Something like that. Okay. Without tipping it, will you please do a second. Keep that there. Okay, this is salt. Could be sugar. It wouldn't matter. Now, just do me a favor. Turn your hand this way. Mm -hmm. What happened? Most of it dumped. Okay? Now let's, let's do this. We'll Get the salt out so it's a fair experiment. Oops, starting to drip. Shit. Oh, excuse me. I hope it doesn't get on my clothes. Okay. Now do this. Rub your hands together. Thanks. Rub it together. Get, get it all over. Get it all over. Ready for a suntan here. By the way, this is the safest way to use oil on your body, not, in your bo- not inside. Okay. You'll absorb oil through your skin. You know that? Okay, now, now, now is it sticky? When you hold your hands together, is it sticky? Oh, yeah. Now, if you were to rub it off like we did with the salt, will it rub off? No, 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 no. No. Why not? It's, uh, it's a liquid. It's mechanically sticky. Right. I don't care if it's saturated, monosaturated, polyunsaturated. It doesn't matter. All oils, it doesn't matter. They're all mechanically sticky. What does the word mechanically sticky mean to you? Mechanically because. sticky. Is designed to you adhere remain, together. To you remain, whatever it is, whatever. Is gonna yeah, be there. it's sticky. What does the word "sticky" mean to you? It's sticky. Attached. It's grease. Yeah, it's sticky. Greasy spoon. It's sticky. Okay. So when you take oil into your gut, mm. it goes through the subclavian vein and pours into your general circulation, just like this. And you, can anyone tell me how many red blood cells are the head of a pin? I've asked this before, how many? Like a million or something. Eight million red blood cells. So, c- can you see the head of my pin? No. Now, what if, what if I did this? And there's eight million red blood cells. That oil now is coating eight million red blood cells. What happens to those eight million red blood cells? They stick. They stick. How long will they stay stuck? Hold on, Herb, keep your hands up here. How long will they stay stuck? <laughs> How long? Until it's cleared up. How many hours would it take to clear from the system the amount of oil I put in his hand? How many hours? Anyone know? We gave him about 14, 28 grams of fat. How long would 28 grams of fat remain in the body if he had a normal diet and everything was the same? It would probably remain in his body 12 to 14 hours. So for 12 to 14 hours, his entire circulation, you're worried about IQ? Your IQ will drop 20%, 20% less oxygen in the brain after consuming this amount of oil. Have you ever used this amount of oil in your cooking, your food, your recipes? Oh, wow. Every day, right? Every day. Oh, God. Every day. Now, if I told you an experiment was done, herb, where a, a radioactive tracer, I'm going to tell you, it was a tracer, it was actually a radioactive tracer in the day when they did these things. They traced the oil and they had them consume this amount of oil. And what did I tell you? The percentage of oil that did not get digested but went right to the fat storage cells. How much? How much? hundred Eighty to hundred percent. It won't even digest. It won't burn for calories because it's more fat than your body can handle at any given time. If you chewed the same amount of nuts and seeds, the fat would digest slowly and gradually. So let's do the rest of the experiment. Ready? (laughs) Take this finger and rub that around. Okay, hold on. Now turn your hand. Did you see one particle drop? Would you say there's less than 8 million uh, salt particles right there? What makes donuts taste good? It's not the oil. If I, if I was really mean, I'd have Herb take a taste of the oil. It's not the oil. It's the salt on the oil. It's the sugar on the donut. The fat holds the sugar on the donut and it makes it taste good. Because your human survival depends on what three tastes. Anyone know? Sugar, salt. No, no, you can't taste fat. No, sugar, salt, oil. It's a protein which is basically an amino acid. Your taste buds only taste those three things. You have no survival need for fat because the fat's already inherent in the food and you get all the fat you need. So let's go further. The number one cause of high blood pressure is right in his hands right now, not the salt. It's the fat sticking the blood together, mechanically sticking it together. The number one cause of breast cancer is right in his hands, right there. Anyone concerned about breast cancer? It elevates prolactin and hormones and estrogen levels. The number one cause of colon cancer is right in his hands, right now. So why would you keep adding processed oils and fats? Now, how is he going to get this fat off his hands? He could he do like my kids do. He could do this. He could do that, <laughs> or he's going to have to use a detergent called soap. Yes. Would you ever drink soap to get rid of fat? No. You know what they tell you to do You use lecithin, it emulsifies the fat. You know what emulsification means? Anyone know the term emulsification in the dictionary? Any idea? It blends it together, binds it together. It means to separate the particles into smaller particles. So worse, not only do you have fat floating through your blood, it separates and disperses it into millions of more fat particles. It emulsifies, it separates, it doesn't get rid of it. Oh, you're leaving me, dang. Anyone want to shake Herb's hand? Give him a big hand though, give him a big hand. Now, did I tell anyone that olives were bad for you? Did I say that avocados or or nuts or seeds soaked Uh, walnuts, uh, uh, sesame seed are bad for you? No. No. I prefer them to be soaked and eaten in sensible quantities. Did I tell you that processed separated oils are as bad as sugar? Now here's where I get every single person in the audience and no one can ever refute this, including... Dr. McCullough. (laughs) I like you. I like to debate people and I do this on... People have seen me on panels. I shred people on panels. I love to how can they refute this? Sugar cane and sugar beets. Islanders have eaten beets and sugar cane for years. Would anyone say that sugar cane or sugar beets are bad for you? Some might, but likely most would say not. What comes from sugar cane and sugar beet? What is the derivative when it's processed? Sugar. Sugar. Everyone on the planet who's a nutritionist will tell you sugar is bad for you and it's the cause of all disease, right? I'm not arguing that sugar is not good for you because it is processed. But it's not as bad for you. Because the exact same logic applies. Why are they ignoring that you take healthy olives, walnuts, nuts, and seeds and you pull the oil out? Why? Same thing. What's the difference? Can anyone tell me the difference? Worse, oil is subject subject to rancidity. It gets toxic. It causes free radical damage, oxidative stress, premature aging, and cancer. But somehow they lead you to believe fats are good and sugar is bad. They're both not so good for you. Let's be clear. But the fats in natural whole foods and the carbohydrates in natural whole foods and the protein naturally present in foods is grown is good for you. And in the correct balance of caloric density, you can't go wrong. Unless you're a monkey and you overeat and you genetically have a tendency to be a little heavier and you eat too much of the good foods, you could be overweight. Right? And there's a true story. In the South Pacific, there's islanders. And they eat too much coconut, too much uh, uh, poi, poi. They eat islander rich plants and vegetables and they get fat. They're big people, muscular, big and fat. When they're examined upon death at the end of their lifespan, and they live a long lifespan, their hearts are clean. Their arteries are clean. They have no plaques, even from saturated fat from coconuts. But they eat too many calories, and genetically, they have a tendency to gain muscle and fat. They're big people. Could they keep their weight down if they wanted to look good, fit into a suit? For their culture, probably fat and big is good. Maybe that's yummy, yeah, look at her, big and fat, yeah, I don't know, you know, big fat man, big fat woman, they're going to survive, right, that's good, I don't know, and if there was famine they would survive, right, but if they're in our culture and they have those genetics and they eat calorically dense foods, they're going to gain weight, they're going to be fat, right, So, um, Christine here was on a relatively good, good healthy diet, but she was having migraine headaches, swelling in her joints, her mom was in a wheelchair crippled from arthritis. She was on painkillers and anti-inflammatories, and she told me that the pain level in her hands, just to type on the typewriter at the university, she was dean of faculty at the university, she couldn't even type without extreme pain and discomfort. I said on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your pain level? So it's 9 or 10. If 9 or 10 is the highest, it's 9 or 10 on a daily basis. But she was near vegetarian, overall a healthy diet, so we did a delayed food allergy test. We found out she was allergic to, of all things, tomato and wheat. She happened to eat a lot of pasta and spaghetti sauce. We switched to uh, uh, rice pasta, and we went to you know a, a, a tomato-free base and oil-free, and we made a few other changes in her diet. And she went on to say that she, her her um, <clears throat> her low back pain went away. Uh, she sleeps easier. She has no indigestion problems. She began to drop weight. She no longer takes anti-inflammatory drugs, painkiller. She stopped. She eats properly, and. People said she looked years younger. She even refused taking higher level um, job opportunities within the university system because she didn't think, she thought of herself as a sick person. And after doing our program, she actually, I remember telling me, she took uh, those old time, not the computer screens that are the little, you know, flats for screen, the big old times. She carried that big computer screen up three flights of stairs, a big heavy screen, and she said, I feel like a strong woman. She goes, I, I'm not afraid to do anything. I don't think, I, I, I think my definition of me being sick, sickly is no longer true. And she no longer needed the pain medications and the scale one to 10, it was zero. Zero pain in her body. Hormones control body fat. Yes, they do. Uh, hunger hormones, g- ghrelin increases when you're hungry. Fat and sugar triggers increases in fat gain of hormones the hormone leptin goes down when sciatio when, when uh, and that's confusing so the cortisol restored combined with testosterone and DHEA will actually manage most food addictions and it'll help you to feel good with dopamine uh, PEA and increase in thyroid and, and iodine eating more fruit losing about one or two pounds uh, a week you can exercise build muscle and using fast intense exercise and basically this is one of the things And I have a whole course on hormone balancing, so we're going to get into more detail at another time. But the endocrine system is very sophisticated, controls most of the functions of the body, the pineal gland, hypothalamus, parathyroid, adrenal, kidneys, ovaries, pancreas, thyroid, pituitary, and testes. And all the hormones basically come from these main glands. And as we age, the hormones decline. And that's one of the reasons why we do gain weight as we get older, because the hormone output is less. The thyroid dysfunction, you can do a hyperthermia test and see uh, uh, the signs of thyroid dysfunction. But the good news is um, we can restore thyroid function with a basal metabolic rate. It's a whole T3, T4 complex or a prescription from the doctor, Uh, one of our doctors of a compounding T3, T4 or armor. Rad iodine, you need at least 15 um, milligrams of iodine a day. Uh, Lean and Fit's great for helping to stabilize insulin, improving energy, helping you to uh, reduce body fat. block gets rid of the troublesome fat areas of the hips, thighs, and gut in men and hips and thighs in women. Uh, and Adrenal DMG helps to stabilize the adrenal glands to help you feel satiated. So instead of worried about eating more fat to feel satiated, balance your hormones so that you don't have to overeat. And I can share stories with, short stories with you about that. Sherry, at age 47, she had problems with weight gain, allergies, fatigue, hormonal imbalances. She says, now I've been on natural hormones since I met to see you, uh, thyroid T3, EstroBlock uh, to clear bad estrogens, adrenal DMG supporting elemental nitrogen, lean and fit. She says, I'm doing more blended drinks. I wake up with energy fresh and I stay up late filled with energy. I'm improving every day. My skin, eyes, hair, looks healthier, lost weight, hunger, cravings are gone. So there is good, good news that um, the, the adrenal glands are the main controller of uh, appetite and, um, and function. We know that addictions, um, due to uh, addictions to al- alcohol, drugs or food, uh, a lot of times these people have uh, low co- uh, cortisol production uh, and, and this can be solved um, by understanding how to monitor and uh, control the adrenal glands and support the adrenal glands. Uh, with adrenal cortex and uh, some of the associate therapies with dimethylglycine. I just thought this was interesting because Dr. Susie Shooter stated that many people with addictions to drugs um, or chemicals and I read about the tragic death of another young man recently of a a movie star. I mean it's just becoming very common and we end up finding out their history that they used a lot of drugs and sometimes prescription drugs and alcohol and, and abusive of overeating of food um, Dr. Susie Shooter now puts her patients on and includes not all of them but many of them adrenal DMG where it's indicated power and speed to give them energy modulate and stay young for the nitric oxide and I just wanted you to backtrack and see what Elvis Presley's diet was before he died. Uh, his typical uh, diet was up to 50 to 90,000 calories per day. He would consume um, at, at, uh, in the evening six large eggs, cooked butter, a pound of bacon, a half a pound of sausage, 12 buttermilk biscuits, at dinner you'd have 1.5 pound ribeye steak, hamburger deep fried bread, every night, two sandwiches, rolled stuffed bacon, peanut butter, strawberry jam, and then at 4 a.m. he'd wake up and have hamburgers, deep-fried peanut butter, mashed banana, lemon rang, or sweet potato pie. I think that was the only good thing he ate, and he could have made sweet potato pie on our recipe without the added sugar, and he ate up to 94,000 calories. I saw him in, at the Las Vegas Hilton a few months before he died, and he looked, you know, he was very fat, very, you know, just looked very sick, and he, and he was telling his, um, his staff members, he said, I'm just so exhausted. I just can't carry on another day. And they were telling him, take a vacation. You know, get on a diet. You know, take care of yourself. And he was on multiple drugs and things. And he just he had a very addictive nature. And all, all of us that tend to overeat or consume alcohol or drugs uh, have usually hormonal imbalances, according to Dr. Susie shooter, that causes these addictions. So it's a combination of restoring the mind programming with balancing the hormones, with correct diet eating, and I've helped some young people transition from, you know, their addictions. Um, some of the top uh, physician athletes, he's age 72, he's age 66, I believe it is. And we, we have these um, more and more doctors now starting to use our products. Um, he uses his own protocol, but uh, this gentleman is using Testra Vita, Testra Vita Stem Cell Strong, uh, EstroBlock, you know, to balance the problems of aging. So one of the things we like to do for you is to do a 24-hour urine test, measure your hormone balances of all these different hormone levels along with the blood test for binding proteins to measure uh, as well as PSA, and then we design a program in the Delgado Club and we have you just for the cost of, of hormone testing, I think $99 for the uh, 11 hormones in the saliva test and the 24-hour urine test is about $225. If we do a blood test it's somewhere in the $250 to $300 range, but <clears throat> some of the top athletes uh, and, and pro bodybuilders, as they age, they're looking at ways to transition to healthy, whole natural supplements, and we're, you know, we're encouraged because products like Stay Young are so effective in helping to balance out uh, the hormones and restore nitric oxide. Uh, this is Bob Del Matique uh, during the peak of his career at age 84. Here, here he was when he was 1767 age 80. Uh, Kelly, age 73, Colleen, age 44, uh, she recently has been talking to me through Facebook because I've met them in the past. They used some of my products in the past. Um, so, as we age, not only can we look good, but we can sustain a quality life. Bob Delmatique confided me before he died. Uh, he said that uh, because of his early days of bodybuilding, he was led to believe that a high protein diet was a good diet. So, he ate a lot of fish, a lot of chicken, a lot of meat, and he developed osteoporosis. He, he, he developed bone disorders, um, uh, loss of bone density, and he also developed inflammatory conditions um, in the hip, and a doctor convinced him to do hip joint replacement and back surgery, and after that, he didn't rehabilitate very well. And then another doctor found some spot on, on his brain, and they told him he needed chemotherapy, and they did uh, 16 treatments, and uh, by the 16th treatment, a week later, he died. Every doctor I know in the natural health movement, talked to Dr. Tom Lodi, talked to DrDay.com, and they will tell you that chemotherapy and radiation treatment is a death sentence. That it's a chemical designed to destroy your cells. And it's unfortunate, um, and the one quote that I heard Dr. Tom Lodi say, and I agree, was a review of a journal in Canada of oncologists, and they asked them, and they said, if, if your patient has cancer, would you treat them with chemotherapy th- therapy or radiation? And they all said yes. Then they asked, if you had cancer or your wife or your child had cancer, would you treat them with chemotherapy or radiation? 85% said absolutely not. If that doesn't tell you the condition that we're dealing with, but if I were to tell you not to do chemotherapy or radiation, I'd be taken to jail. So I didn't tell you not to do that. I did not tell you not to do that. I really would never tell you not to do that. If I were you, I would not do that. and I would not tell you not to do that. Or not. Maybe. <laughs> Jack Elaine, one of my heroes, um, lived to age 97. Uh, here he was at age 93 on stage at the Anaheim Expo. And uh, I got up on stage with him. He asked me to come up. And he, and, and he said, Nick, you're looking great. Stay motivated. You're doing a great job. Keep those people motivated. And he said, I never eat anything from a can or a box, all fresh, whole natural foods. I take supplements, at least one supplement for every year I am. So at age 80, at the time, he said he was taking 93 supplements. (laughs) But he was balancing his hormones. He died of pneumonia and his doctors didn't understand in my opinion and I might be wrong about this but I don't think they understood adrenal control. They understood some of the other basic hormones and he wasn't on a full hormone program. I know because his personal best friend uh, was Ray Wilson and Ray Wilson confided in me a lot of things about you know what he knew about Jack. Uh, Jack also liked to drink alcohol. Uh, You know I'm not (laughs) I mean it depletes you know the body and it depletes the B12 levels and things and it could you know, depressed the immune system, and it could lead to pneumonia. I'm not sure, you know, what the complications, but God bless him. I mean, age 97, I mean, most men don't live past, you know, 80. So 97 is quite an accomplishment, and he, you know, he lived a, a healthy lifestyle all his life and, you know, exercised and did all the right things. Um, Ray Wilson, to, to this day, I talked to him three weeks ago. He exercises three times a day. Three, Ray? three, Ray is 80, 84, going to be 85. Ray is the guy who developed life cycle. He's the guy who set up uh, family, um, family Fitness, sold to 24 Hour Fitness. He sold more, He created and developed more gyms than any man in history. He's the man behind Jack LaLanne. Ma- Jack, Lane. Jack Lane would not have been who he is without Ray Wilson. And Ray Wilson is in my coaching program. He, he confides in me and, you know, guidance and help and uses some of our products. Uh, that's Bob Del Monteque while I was still living. That's Dr. Ron Klatz, uh, one of the founders of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. Uh, both Ron and I are fifty seven years young. And uh, this guy uh, has the tendency of too much estrogen imbalances. She has too much harmful forms of estrogen. She doesn't have enough estrogen. So you have to of the right type of estrogen, my say. So uh, we look at alcohol and its negative exposure to estrogen excess, we, we look at a fatty diet, <clears throat> we look at xenoestrogens, we look at being overweight and aging. All these things increase estrogen levels, uh, harmful estrogens. So I created products like EstroBlock Pro and EstroBlock and Stay Young which are rich in nitric oxide and um, in the case of Stay Young and Modulate and EstroBlock and EstroBlock Pro to detoxify harmful estrogens from the environment and, and induce from the pill or the, or, or the, envir- or, or, or the diet that is and it detoxifies these harmful chemicals. So it's like taking in additional broccoli, napa cabbage, and bok choy. Wasabi has 40 times more protected, uh, protective isothiocyanates than broccoli, and it reduces the risk of bladder cancer, prostate, lung, and esophageal cancer. So I've included wasabi powder in the new Estroblock Pro, and we use D-glucolactone, chrycin, wasabi, uh, indole-3-carboline, and DIM to metabolize fatty, unmetabolized estrogens, which tend to cause fat retention in the hips, thighs, buttocks, and women, and men, the belly, and the chest. So, this is one way to start offsetting the negative influences of aging. Um, we know the benefits of testrovita and testrovita cream uh, is to manage the hormones and improve the lean body mass and the skin and the overall health, improve libido as well. We've compared to using testosterone pellets, which are well-received in many people, in men and women, and we have a medical doctor on staff that helps with that balance. Uh, We have Dr. Nina Satchliffe and Dr. Goslin, who's on our medical team to evaluate, uh, and Dr. um, uh, Susie Shooter, who helps with the insulin and cortisol levels and some of the discussions about uh, sumo wrestlers, by the way. They starve themselves all day, and then they eat one big meal. See some people they, they think skipping meals is good and when they eat the one big meal the, the body because they've skipped all the other meals thinks they're starving and, and it retains fat very rapidly. So most sumo wrestlers have very uh, bad hormone ratios. They have a lot of uh, insulin, a lot of cortisol, um, not much uh, in the way of, of growth hormone or testosterone. and. Uh, so, so you can see how they look. You know, the, this is this is a a a, a, a patient with um, a syndrome related to high cortisol production, and it looks just like sumo wrestlers. So we can balance with grow young growth factors, uh, uh, thyroid, testosterone restore the testosterone, the DHA, pregnenolone, and so these these are signs uh, that we see. Uh, this, these are people with uh, insulin imbalances and growth hormone imbalances, either extremely thin or obese and so again we want to balance the levels uh, to get the correct levels of insulin uh, growth factor and adrenaline. Uh, the, the super you've all heard of the Hunsas of Pakistan, the Bilicamas of Ecuador or the uh, uh, Georgia uh, Russian uh, group and they say they're super centurions. What is a super centurion? It's someone who's over 120 years of life. It's a lie. It doesn't exist. You know why? Because the medical journals, Dr. Leaf investigated each of these cultures. And you know what he found out? The principal reason is, it's prestigious in these cultures to be the oldest person in the village. So they like to exaggerate. If they say, if, the, if you say, see them 70, they say, well, I'm 120. And there's no way to verify. Worse, During the war, to avoid going into military service, the young men would pass on their 60-year-old birth certificate from their dad to the child, and they'd already started age 60. So 60 years later, 120, they weren't 120, they were only 60. Do you understand? Furthermore, it wasn't until census bureaus, but census bureaus also depend on the person to say their age. They exaggerate or they wanted to avoid getting inducted in the war because if you're too old, you can't be in the war. If you're 20 and they think you're 60 and you, you can't be inducted. Oh, I'm too old. I can't go into the war. Guy's 20 years old, riding horses and you know, having sex with women. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's 120, but he's only 20. True story. And you know the problem with that is all these supplement companies sell Fraudulently sell supplements, saying, "Oh, you know the minerals from the Hunza. We need the mineral." I don't deny you need minerals, but it's not going to cause you to live 120. Okay, so so you need to understand the reality. This is this is truly uh, a Hunza girl. I mean, she looks gorgeous to me. She's I what, mean, 120. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now these people up here are are supposedly in their hundreds, but they're only 60 and 70. Truly, that's it. What about the blue zone communities? Is that like the red zone or something? No, I don't know zone, the blue. All, <laughs> all people that live over a century, they're all over the world. Okay, this this is this is real people. Here, I'm going to tell you about it. The validated people with actual uh, peer review census and, and you know birth certificates, and they tracked them, and they know the the Okinawas are the oldest lived, averaging ninety four plus. No. Okinawa. But here's here's their culture, virtually free of Alzheimer's, hardly any heart disease, cancer. They have higher testosterone levels at age 100 than a 70-year-old in our culture. They have good DHA estrogen levels, probably because they eat sweet potatoes. Purple sweet potatoes is their main diet. Look at their diet. Whole foods, purple sweet potatoes, vegetables, tofu, fruit, sea vegetables, fish. But listen to this. The Japanese diet is very low in saturated fats, meat, calories, and processed carbohydrates while being particularly very high in vegetables, particularly sea vegetables, legumes, particularly soy, rice, and water-based soups. Fish is eaten occasionally. But in America, the Japanese and the Asian restaurants eat a lot of fish. Why? Because it's expensive and they can sell it as the main entree. But in their true culture, they don't eat much fish. It's eaten occasionally. Low stress. They. They stay extended family. So when their kids are in college, they don't kick them out. They wait till they get through graduate school. They let the kids live at home. That's why I have all my kids living with me. (laughs) It is. It is. I love my kids. (laughs) Not all of them. Some of them have moved out with the mom. (laughs) So they live with the mom. They live with me. It's tough times, right? Why would you stress your kid into trying to make, you know, financial ends meet until they can make it, you know, make it, right? Well, it's fun to have your family at home anyway. I agree. And you know what? In these cultures, they revere the seniors in the family that, you know, they're not 120, 130, but, you know, the 70, 80, 90-year-olds, if they have something profound to say, they're not all stricken with Alzheimer's because they don't have a lot of cholesterol clogging their arteries like the, uh, the brain's uh, women's Nun study <coughs> shows that those on a high meat diet tend to have the highest rate of multiple small strokes and Alzheimer's and uh, senile dementia. Those on a vegetarian-like diet, very little amounts of fish, live the longest and don't have, rarely ever have Alzheimer's. But there's some other factors I think as well. But a um, hundred peer-reviewed studies and this has all come out recently, they eat a lot of purple sweet potatoes. So I go to the Japanese um, markets and I buy purple sweet potatoes. I figure, it's just not peeled. What it, these are the purple, but the inside of it, that, that is a purple sweet potato too. And then that's a mixture of the things I mentioned that they eat. This is a 97-year-old karate master in Okinawa. They stay lean by eating a low-calorie, unrefined, complex carbohydrate diet of 90 percent carbohydrates. They practice c- calorie control. Remember what I said about genetics? Here's what they do and they believe in. Hari hachibu, which means only eating until you're 80% full. So they eat enough and then they stop eating and leave the leave the, the dinner table. Because the calories take time to absorb. What do we do? We eat and we eat till we're you know full and we keep eating. That's a great rule to follow if you have a genetic tendency to being overweight. I'm not telling you to eat little plates and you know restrict your food all the time. I'm saying just eat up to about where you're eighty percent satisfied. Learn to find out when you're satisfied. Some of you never even know what is satisfied or worse like what I had low adrenal function and I keep eating and eating because I was so hungry because I couldn't get the calories out of the food and it caused me to overeat every time. Now that I control my hormone levels and adrenal function I rarely ever overeat. I can actually go to a restaurant and take food and take it home with me, leftovers, whereas I used to never take leftovers. I'd eat it all. And also because my dad conditioned me, you know, eat everything on your plate, right? <laughs> 97-year-old. They keep physically active in a natural way. Look at karate. I, I see videos of Okinawa, the scientists go there, and, and they climb up trees and they, they harvest off citrus fruit. They eat a lot of fruit, too, and it's seasonal. And they, they're in their 90s, they're climbing trees. I don't know how those people survive. I mean, now you got Fukushima, you had Hiroshima. The people that survived, they claim, were eating a lot of miso and seaweed and it actually gave them so much iodine, it filled up their glands and the thyroid and the breast and the prostate and hardly any of them died due to their high iodine levels that protected them. But the ones who did not eat, they, they, they died from you know radiation uh, you know, uh, toxicity. Um, Some of the uh, MMA fighters are using our products today on a regular basis. Nitrogenous base gives you a tremendous amount of energy. One of the ways that I was able to get ripped up abs without diuretics was using power and speed and working out every day and it just phenomenal amount of energy and strength. Um, It it generates the Krebs cycle TCA. It generates a tremendous amount of energy and reduces body fat as you burn it rapidly. Do you know that bulls and gorillas um, produce a uh, can take plant foods and 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 acquire a lot of nitrogen, nitric oxide. And the human body, we have to select certain foods to get enough nitrates, uh, whereas the these animals absorb a lot of nitrogen, which is a little bit different than nitric oxide. They absorb a lot more nitrogen from the plant foods, and they get big and muscular. They also have huge levels of free testosterone. So I've discovered ways uh, with our product um, uh, Testrovita and vita cream and also stay young and modulate to use foods that release more free testosterone in the body to make you leaner, stronger and and physically uh, just just younger. So um, the the only thing is people get confused with gorillas because I mean they're they're largely vegetarian but the closest animal to us is the bonobos monkeys and bonobos monkeys are a 94.6 genetic match but gorillas and bulls extract large amounts of energy from the plant foods and so we've discovered ways to um, acquire that energy directly from the plant foods including from Lean and Fit and Power and Speed and and I think you'll find it pretty impressive. Um, We've had a number of athletes, uh, Heath Herring, uh, Amber DeLuca, we're using some of the nitrogen space, particularly Power and Speed and Lean and Fit when they're competing and the Stay Young. Uh, These are the Tarmar Indians and if you doubt having tremendous energy, the greatest endurance runners in the world, they run nonstop for 180 miles and they chew on Osha Root, which we were able to take Osha and Kudzu and concentrate the nitrogenous base in, in the uh, Power and Speed products. But we noticed in a, a, a baseline study of several athletes, they re- reported 91% improved alertness, improved sexual function, strength, energy, 26% noticed improvement in mood and the Tarmar Indians, like I said, phenomenal athletes, long-distance runners. Uh, Amber DeLuca uh, in, in uh, you know, just ripped huge muscular shape. Um, Lean and Fit uh, is a great product as well because it, it helps to stabilize the insulin, the, the uh, uh, factors that give you energy and, and well-being. So there's five steps to, to being fit and achieving your ideal body weight. One is uh, use the herbs that release free testosterone. That's in Testra Vita, in modulate and and stay young. These help to liberate more bioavailable free testosterone into the system. They help clear the harmful estrogens. They help restore the balance of the key hormones that help the body to stay young longer. Reduce calories by consuming high fiber foods. Use the Delgado Slim Blend which is rich in um, three of the key fibers, uh, four of the key fibers uh, it has apple fiber, psyllium, inulin, and glucamon, and marshmallow. Glucommon is an amazing fiber that is probably the best fiber that, that any humans ever used. And it's been used for three thousand years in the Asian cultures. Uh, use preferably a gluten dairy-free diet. Uh, do your training to exercise, burn the stored uh, body fat, and use a nitrous base. So this is what I used to look like in college when I got to be very heavy. and, and I was trying to hold my stomach but I couldn't hold my stomach because I was so fat and um, here I was holding my stomach after six months of following a healthy lifestyle and diet and exercise and that's after I started optimizing my hormones and gaining more muscle density and that's uh, in um, uh, when I was 52-53 training for my last world strength endurance record this year I'm starting <coughs> to train uh, aggressively again uh, which is a lot of fun. I do a lot of pyramiding. See that six-pack? I'm proud of that six-pack. That's an eight-pack without st- steroids, without diuretics, without, you know, any kind of harm to my body. All that is all muscle density and that's done by clearing fat from my body. It it, it takes me about six months to get in this shape and I'm currently, right now, training again to get in shape um, that. I'm, I'm not quite there. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not there. <laughs> but. You know, uh, it it takes effort and and Ray Wilson, Jack Elaine, I mean, some of the things they've done are so inspiring. Um, And I keep track uh, every year uh, since, uh, oh, 1993 and before. I I measured my body fat levels, all my hormone levels, my insulin levels, um, my basal metabolic rate, my fitness scores. And uh, I found that as I get older, I can get better. And Carl uh, Pfeiffer, MD, PhD researcher, he said, every drug that benefits a patient there's a natural substance that can achieve the same effect. And so I believe that. I believe personally that the supplements we created including stem cell strong with 28 super herbs are are much healthier and safer for you than um, you know uh, most of the products on the market that really don't have an understanding about science of hormones and herbs. Herbs are very important to balancing your hormone levels Uh, these are some of the key uh, herbs that we use in some of our products and uh, more and more people are starting to use our products. Uh, Some of these people are using healthy diets in the direction that I believe is uh, adequate and safe and reasonable. Victoria Plar phenomenal, safe, age 20, 30, 40, uh, no plastic surgery, all natural, you know, through exercise and a healthy diet. Uh, And here's in conclusion a few things. Uh, Fish is low in fat, it has 50 milligrams of cholesterol, it has um, the percentage of protein at 78 percent protein. Uh, Tuna is uh, under uh, 5-10% fat, but it has as much cholesterol as you'll see as red meat. Shrimp is high in cholesterol, crab, lobster. Uh, You look at uh, non-fat milk, cheese. Cheese is high in fat and cholesterol. Egg whites just has uh, protein, uh, but too much protein can be hard on the kidneys. Uh, Egg yolks are high in fat and cholesterol. Cheese is, is very, very toxic, very fatty, very high in fat and cholesterol. Uh, chicken, fish, and turkey all have um, uh, cholesterol and fat in them. Liver, uh, heart, salmon, uh, organ meats are very toxic and heavy. Uh, there's a little uh, internet blast, uh, Jordan, I don't know if you saw, but uh, uh, for the uh, Garden Grove uh, New Life uh, uh, Expo that we're doing in August uh, for that group, I'll, I'll send you the link, we need to send it out on our newsletter, but it's great because it um, it shows these, um, uh, uh, these uh, kind of, uh, <laughs> well you have to see it, it's hilarious. It's just great. It's a spoof on eating healthy versus eating, you know, meat and organs, and it talks about um, what are those, those people that eat people and stuff? Not cannibals, but the other ones. Zombies, yeah. It's just it's really cool. You gotta see it. It's hilarious. Promise me you'll look at my next newsletter with the zombies in it. It's hilarious. Um, butter, lard, cooking oil, coconut, nuts, and seeds. See, now, they don't have cholesterol in them. Coconut, nuts, and seeds have zero cholesterol. The white is where the cholesterol is in the butter, the lard, the mayonnaise. But the fat content is higher, so you'd limit the amount of nuts and seeds. But because the fiber's there, it slows the absorption. So you don't want to get your fat, you know, from from these extracted oils. So your best to get it from coconut, um, olives, avocados, whole nuts and seeds, so and coconut we, oil doesn't have cholesterol either coconut oil does, but coconut meat is good for you. There is no cholesterol in coconut either. Saturated fat in coconut will slightly elevate cholesterol. In the South Pacific, those obese, heavy people that eat a lot of coconut, remember I said they're big muscular and fat, um, and they have a little bit higher cholesterol, but it's not enough to cause clogged arteries. Instead of 160 cholesterol, it's like 180, which is like really reasonable. Uh, so healthy healthy bloodstream do not put oil in your hand do not put it in your body you can rub it on your body do not put it in your body because it'll clump the blood cells rapidly and it'll stay clumped for hours uh, vegetables the healthiest food on the planet sweet potatoes there's about 3% uh, uh, fat about four four to six percent protein uh, eighty ninety percent complex carbohydrates potatoes are low in fat uh, natural and protein rich in complex carbohydrates carrots are wonderful Uh, broccoli, romaine lettuce, beans and peas have um, a a small amount of fat, adequate amount of proteins, and a rich amount of fibrous complex carbohydrates. Longest-lived people eat soybeans. I'm not worried about soybeans in reasonable amounts. uh, Preferably fermented. Water chestnuts, artichokes, asparagus. Look at the protein content of asparagus. It's like 60 percent protein. Uh, Water chestnuts are... are, are, uh, Let me correct that. The protein content of asparagus is 40 percent. Earlier I said 60. So it's 40 percent protein. Um, the carbohydrate concentration is about 50 percent but they're all under 10 percent fat. See how all these vegetables are less than 10 percent fat? That's a really good thing to strive for. Look at how high in protein mushrooms are. They're as high as asparagus. Look at that. And Dr. Furman says that eating mushrooms every day reduces your risk of breast cancer by 89 percent. Mushrooms are phenomenal. We use mushrooms in the stem cell strong a, a multiple mix. It's phenomenal for good health. Uh, cabbage is one of my favorite foods. I eat cabbage almost every day blended up in my blender. It's just absolutely astonishing how it detoxifies harmful estrogens. Uh, bananas are healthy. Now remember, they're low in fat, um, about uh, 3% fat, about 5% protein, about 95% uh, complex carbohydrate. But see, there's not much water in bananas, so they're, they're denser, right? So you eat them, but just don't overeat them if you're overweight. Have half a banana or a banana. Just don't eat six or ten a day. Uh, you know, apples are low in fat, um, under 10 percent fat, they have protein. Contrary to popular belief, all these foods have protein. Grapes have protein, avocados have protein, olives have protein. Now avocados and olives have the most fat of any of of the vegetables. Coconut has the most fat, so those are the fattiest along with nuts and seeds. they're They're good fats, but don't overeat them. Eat them in sensible amounts. Seasonally, you know, mixed in with your other fresh food, right? Cherries, peaches, pear, pineapple, strawberry. Look at watermelon. How could people tell you it's bad for you? It's it's uh, it's low in fat, under eight uh, percent fat. It's got about nine um, percent uh, uh, protein and, and about eighty-five uh, percent complex carbohydrates. Rich in fiber, high in water content, high in phytochemicals and enzymes and nutrients. It's just amazingly good for you. I did a study with Tony Robbins. You know, I'll be at Tony Robbins' event this week uh, for four days in San Jose and I've known Tony since I think it was 1992-93 when I did a published study in one of my textbooks, that one of my books I wrote and we took people in nine days and we put them on whole foods, right recipes from my cookbook at the time plus some other recipes they designed. It included pizza with whole grain and tomato sauce without the added oil, beans, potatoes, fruit, vegetables and it was high-fiber, low-fat, vegan so there was no added meat. I think if they had meat once during the nine days was, was at most that I remember. So it was 78% complex carbohydrates, 12% protein, 10% fat, less than five milligrams of cholesterol. They did exercise every day, about twice a day. They used, um, uh, whole, uh, that is, uh, mini trampolines. They used that as well. They climbed up poles, they exercised, they walked through fire, all kinds of crazy stuff we'll do. And 643 people we monitored. The average triglyceride reduction, the higher they were, the more they dropped was 42%, the cholesterol reduction was over 30%, the average weight loss was six pounds during the week, of which mostly fat loss of two to three pounds besides some fluid loss. And I published that and wrote about it in a book, How to Look Great and Feel Sexy. Um, uh, <clears throat> this is uh, Ray Wilson in of Arta. that's John McDougall, that's my father in Northern California. He had a stroke um, uh, a couple of years back, uh, about I think eight years ago. And you know, he, he, he basically was following a typical uh, health, uh, t- typical American diet uh, and I took him to John McDougall and John McDougall said, you know, get your father off the blood pressure medications, get him eating a healthy diet, do all the things that you know to teach Uh, but he has an Asian doctor who believes in blood pressure medications so he's on blood pressure medications but he also he's on a better diet than he used to be but it's not as healthy a diet. My 77 year old mom, he's 78, my 77 year old mom is on no blood pressure medications, no drugs, she eats a healthy diet. I've got her exercising that was tough because you know getting people in their seventies to exercise so she's starting to do her stretches and exercises and uh, you know we're only as healthy as we you know we we consume. Uh, So here's a typical uh, food fair there's asparagus, squash, potatoes, with a double boiler. And so on the top, I'm cooking the vegetables and the bottom, the potatoes. And then I have a brown rice, Spanish brown rice, and some split peas. And then I use all kinds of different herbs without the oil. You see the oil, but that was an image picture. I don't use that oil. I use the herbs. And what they discovered was a spicy, whole fibrous diet the spice is turmeric, curry, cinnamon, black pepper, garlic, rosemary, reduces insulin and triglycerides and increases antioxidants. But furthermore, if you eat these kind of whole fresh foods, you're going to be in great shape. Uh, the UK today now is the fattiest in all of Europe, their fattest nation. I used to think it would be Sweden, you know, the Finnish, Finland or Germans, but no, it's, it's the UK. And the US is right up there. We use a lot of visible fats, cheeses, oils, what, what is that? A slab of... Uh, cheese. cheese. What is that? Anyone? It looks like... Butter? could be butter. I don't know. Uh, steak? Uh, that looks like salmon, right? That's salmon. Uh, that's, you know what that is. Eggs and bacon. Smiley face. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's their diet and, and, and they've gotten fat. I mean, this is how fat they've gotten. I mean, it's just, you look everywhere, they're all getting fat. Just like in the U.S., everyone's getting fat. Fatter and fatter. Jeez. But the tasty Asian, Greek, Italian, Mexican fiber-rich foods They all have that in common. They're high in fiber. And studies show uh, that these foods are usually 20 to 60 grams of fiber a day. So we add the slim blend to get another 20 to to 30 grams of fiber because fiber is critical to helping you to lose weight and to get in shape. So the Asian diet, Thai, Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, Japanese, Italian, American, you can choose foods from any cuisine by making sensible choices. High in fiber. So When you look at the longest lived cultures compared to what I recommend, high fiber, high fruit, high vegetables, um, rich in in grains and beans and uh, peas, uh, low uh, or no cholesterol, low in sodium, you can add salt to your diet just up to the point, you know, after it's been cooked to make it tasty, Uh, low in in added oils, moderate and uh, sufficient in protein daily exercise and balancing the hormone levels. we know that water has so many toxic chemicals now, we need filters. There's 38 chemicals. In 10 brands of water at, uh, at Walmart, uh, they found that the average, the average contaminants in bottled water, this is supposedly clean bottled water, had been tested to have chloroform bacteria, caffeine, pain relievers, active uh, uh fertilizer, solvents, plastic making chemicals, and radioactive elements. And BPAs, right? That's just in your water, not counting the BPAs. So I use reverse osmosis, filtered water. I don't usually bother with bottled water. If I'm traveling I get bottled water, I try and select one that I think is clean. But I, I take, now what I do is I take my vegetables and I juice the vegetables, I put that in the Vitamix and I put you know, the coconut water in the Vitamix with the coconut meat and then I add various um, uh, cabbage, Napa cabbage, bok choy, uh, Swiss chard and watermelon and I blend up. Uh, about maybe eight different fruits and vegetables and then I add 52 whole fruits and vegetables from the Slim Blend and the Delgado Protein Plus and I add the 28 herbs from the Stem Cell Strong and our new Organic Dynamo that's coming out in about three weeks um, which I have the test samples of and um, I can tell you it's just a phenomenal product. So the Slim Blend basically if you read the research on fiber that the Delgado Slim Blend product uh, this product right here is uh, rich in glucamon fiber along with psyllium, inulin, apple, and marshmallow. Glucamon is the main polysaccharide ot- obtained from tubers and uh, the, the konjac plant. It's extraordinarily high in water holding capacity. It forms highly viscous solution uh, when it's dissolved in water. It has the highest molecular weight and viscosity of any known dietary fiber. This supplement is studied to treat obesity due to sci- uh, uh, society, satiation and uh, a reduction in many different chronic diseases. So you should be using like I do every day for the last several several years, very high fiber. So the question is are you getting at least 20 to 60 grams of fiber a day? Scientific American and New England Journal of Medicine reported you need at least 20 grams of fiber to 60 a day. Most Americans get only 5 grams of fiber. So for example if you eat fruit you're barely getting 1.5 grams of fiber per piece of fruit. If you eat vegetables 1.5 grams. Whole grains, 2.5 grams. Beans, 3 grams of fiber uh, per cup. 1 gram of fiber from white flour. 0 grams of fat from meat, fish, chicken, cheese, eggs, oil, or butter, or milk. Dr. Burkett published his studies years ago saying that a high-fiber diet is probably your number one way to help you to reduce body fat. That's why I'm okay with eating high-fiber nuts and seeds because other diets tell you no fat. I say it's okay because there's fiber in the nuts and seeds and avocados and olives just don't overeat them. Just don't overeat the higher concentration calorie foods. So every day I consume the Slim Blend with all these nutrients, over 52 whole fruits and vegetables along with the Organic um, Dynamo, the Stem Cell Strong and the uh, Delgado Protein Plus. Plus I do take all the supplements here and I found I need them and at my age I want to stay young and healthy and fit so I, I blend up all these things, and not just the supplements, I include Napa cabbage, bok choy, and other rich nutrients, um, bo, uh, bok choy there and beets, and I put them all in a blender. After I now use a, a, um, a juicer, uh, an Omega uh, 8004, I, I juice the, the, uh, the greens, and then I use that as the fluid uh, with coconut water to, to make, instead of putting water, because I'm concerned about water, you know. I want it, you know, water from the whole food, which is the cleanest source you can ever get. Do you blend everything raw? Yeah, everything's raw. It's all. I, I blend yams in my blender as well. Comes out great. So, stimulate the lymphatics, the whole body. The body's made up of 60 to 80 percent water, the blood, uh, the lymph fluids, and, and it requires vibration, activity, and it removes waste products from the body. The lymphatic system is. Spectacular but it requires intense motion, running, uh, uh, jumping on a trampoline, whole body vibration. It'll increase your lymphatics by 10 times the usual rate so that removes toxins and it removes uh, all the chemicals out of the body. So exercise and fitness using a trampoline and a whole body vibration is really important. Uh, when I do my workouts, I do a lot of pyramiding. Pyramiding means you take a weight that you're, you're feeling strong initially, say you're lifting 40 pounds and as you get tired after 50 or 100 or 200 lifts then I reduce the weight from 40 to 35, then 35 to 30, uh, 30 to 25. But then what I do is I pyramid back up because psychologically I want to feel strong ending with the heaviest weight I started with. So I push myself to train and I train about an hour a day. There's me at the Arnold Classic with a huge crowd. Arnold Schwarzenegger was over there watching in the championships that particular year, Dragon Radovich, and uh, one of the guys, Eric Stos from the Detroit Lions. I ended up in the final five in the world competitions and I was the smallest and oldest guy on stage besides, Dragon is as old as me, but um, um, the, uh, the announcers were shocked that I'm vegetarian that I follow you know the lifestyle that I do and I can compete against meat eaters and things. Uh, although Dragon eats a lot of oatmeal. He eats a lot of oatmeal and greens. Uh, he eats some meat, uh, not too much and I love to train outdoors. I love it that we live at the beach. Um, I use uh, mitochondria in, enhancements with altitude cyclic variations, altitude conditioning. I believe building mu- uh, muscle build, uh, burns fat. And I exercise under cool conditions. I keep my body very cool. We have a, uh, a unit here that keeps the body cool in between workouts. And if you calculate out vertical lifts and, and hammer curls presses, uh, you can see, um, you know again, competing at the, um, uh, in Las Vegas against uh, at the GNC cl- Classic against the world's strongest. I wanted to be the best in the world. I wanted to compete against the best in the world so I'd learn what they knew to understand how I could live a longer, healthier life and uh, this is the World Championships in London. I have some people that actually email and they go, I saw you break the world record with uh, 25 pound dumbbells in each hand. Um, I I would like to uh, let those people know try 45 pound dumbbells in your hand with guys twice my size, half my age, and I still rank second in the world using 45 pound dumbbells lifting overhead. I'll challenge anyone watching to take 40, 45 pound dumbbells and see if you can do it. Um, they say, oh, well, you were swinging the weight. Well, Dragon Radovich swings the weight quite a bit too because it's part of the movement. It's kind—it's of, not like a kettlebell movement where you swing it a lot during kettlebell, but to, to bu- pull your arm under, there's a little bit of a swing if you're going fast because you're your timed. You have only so much time in an hour to lift so many lifts. So when I did 1,974 lifts, I had to move the weight really fast. So it was only inevitable when I'd come down, you know, my my arm would swing back and I'd swing back up lifting it up. So they say, oh, it's, it's not, you know, good uh, strict strict movement, right? Well, when I'm in the gym I use strict movements, but when I'm competing I go, I go to what the other athletes are doing. I'm gonna match what they're doing. You know, it's gotta be a fair advantage. She's the world's strongest woman of all time against some of the strongest athletes. She lifted 35 pound dumbbells in each hand 1,000 times. And she was a marathon runner and never had lifted until she started doing vertical lifts. So this what I love to do at sunset at the beach. Uh, that's kind of a, these guys are good at single lifts, big, big, big dumbbells, you know. So it's, it's a different kind of thing. So I like to inspire children, including my own children, to be their best. Uh, this is Bob Whelan, double MT with no legs, competing uh, in the New York City Marathon, <clears throat> where he did 26 miles walking on his hands, a 112-mile bike, and 2.4-mile swim and he also broke the world record in the bench press using the Delgado protocol. He's right now bicycling across America breaking the world record for a senior age 64 for anyone, not just a senior and he's doing it uh, to raise awareness for for health and fitness and and anti-aging. So I've I've trained with a lot of top athletes. I've I've met these guys and this is in Asia where I've got a whole country there. Many, many people are doing vertical lifts and using our supplements and things in Indonesia, Malaysia, Uh, and um, and Valley. So the next part of our our program on another day will go into Eyes Open uh, Hypnosis. How to relax and get into a state where you uh, bring yourself uh, in an optimum state. That's Tony Robbins and I uh, back I think around 1994 or so before Um, And here's uh, Tony Robbins, uh, an event where we had all the guys on stage and they were judging who was the best body. It's kind of fun competition. Topher Morrison and I, uh, I attended many of his programs on, uh, and uh, got my certification as he did in uh, timeline therapy, NLP, uh, neuro-linguistic programming. So we believe that the therapeutic science to free people from limiting, hindering beliefs uh, in their lives. And I think that Um, this is a great book, Uh, Hypnotize Yourself With Your Eyes Open and I'm going to give you a script of how to do it and what questions to ask so instead of imagining yourself eating those big juicy greasy hamburgers I want you to imagine yourself eating tasty delectable vegetables with sauces on them that taste good and uh, you know get yourself uh, situated so you're eating healthy our book, our new cookbook is going to come out soon with all the recipes Uh, Stay Young book is, is a great book for arthritis and joint health And Dr. Goslin and Dr. Nina Satchel are available for consults, review hormones and and your your progress in your program. Uh, So you you have a choice, your future success dreams and goals. You can see yourself going down the healthy, happy land of success, power, spirituality, love, fitness. Or you can go down the sick and sorry land of unhealthy foods and believing in some of those people that tell you what they tell you about health that I don't agree with i got a protocol. So, we're going to pass out. If you don't already have this script, I'm just going to ask you this this week to go ahead and use Eyes Open Relaxation conditioning, which is as good as hypnosis. So, if if you've never been hypnotized or you don't believe in hypnotism or you don't understand or you don't like it, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to pay a therapist. If you want to come to me professionally, I'll do a program for you, but if you read this script on the first page and you read the master script, and then you jump ahead for the next seven days and you read the lose weight script followed by the wake-up script and it's like uh, three pages and then on another uh, after seven days eat the eating healthy uh, read the eating healthy script and I embedded in some suggestions for you and then more energy now script and intensify maximize your workout so these these uh, basic scripts uh, are going to give you four steps to helping you to Recondition, reprogram your mind to overcome all the years of misinformation. Literally. If you read this for a month, I guarantee every person in here will be 5 to 10 pounds closer in body fat reduction, energy, well-being, and uh, feeling the best you've ever had energy-wise. Because you know what? It's not all just about eating. Because you already know what I just shared with you what you should be eating but I can't go home with you and, and, and go shopping for you and change what's in your cupboards or tell you to use the sugar, or oil, or fat, or or eat the meat, and cheese and eggs, or switch over to a healthy diet with tasty spices and flavors and do all the things you should do, but I can do this for you. I'm going to send you home with a homework assignment. If you're willing to read this 15 minutes a day, every morning when you first wake up is best because you're kind of in that twilight, of that beginning of unconscious conscious, And if you'd like, read it one more time in the day, but at least once a day. And read it every day. Don't miss a day. In fact, shoot for twice a day. And once again, if you want to read all four scripts every day, it will take you realistically 15 minutes times four, so it would take you an hour. But if you commit to at least 15 minutes of whatever your chief goal is, whether it be to lose weight, to have more energy, um, (coughs) uh, to eat healthy, and to intensify your workouts, they all combine to helping you to achieve the best goal. So if you only read fifteen minutes every morning for the next seven days, then you switch to the next script for the next seven days, the next seven, and seven, within a month, within a month and a half, you'll have gone through reprogramming your mind and it'll be on track. And then I would just encourage you to continue to read it about three times a week. I read it myself at least two or three times a week just to keep myself on track. Why? Because there's so much negative deprogramming, so much negative advertising, misinformation, and, and blatant you know, lies and deceptions. You need to get your mind conditioned and on track to do and to be successful. Hey guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're gonna get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Ann, and I gotta tell you that you know the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.